Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Remen Wholesale. Expand your product with Remen Wholesale's renovation and non-QM lending products. Both renovation and non-QM can make and save deals. Remen Wholesale provides the knowledge, expertise, and complete support needed to get renovation and non-QM loans to the finish line. Let Remen help you close more deals. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of AIM along with uh, broker owner of Priority Mortgage Lending here in Michigan. Uh, Today, uh, really, really excited about this guest. He's going to I'm telling you, he's going he's gonna to let us know how to handle this business during these times, and uh, you're going to get to know him a lot better. I'm really excited to hear what he has to say. So today, I'm going to be interviewing a mortgage broker with long-grade lending team, Jay Bunty. Jay, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Mark. No, no problem. So, uh, you know, yeah, our business is crazy. Um, I, I almost think you need a little bit of a screw loose to do our business, but that's okay because I still love it. <laughs> with that being said... How do you get into this business? How does someone like you give us a background on yourself? Tell us how you got started in this industry and how you've become so successful. Yeah, thanks. I think like probably most people, they didn't grow up, they didn't go to school, they didn't go to college to say, hey, I'm going to be a mortgage person, right? You know, most people, that's definitely not right. my story. Uh, grew up here in Texas. That's where I currently live. I live in Dallas-Fort Worth area. Got into West Point to the military academy, went there, you know, and after you graduate, you you owe five years of service. So I did, I ended up doing eight years in the army and traveled around the world and, you know, was in Iraq multiple times, got out, got into oil and gas in the civilian, you know, what we call the civilian world, um, <laughs> did oil and gas for a while, which was fun. It was kind of uh, military-esque when you think about it. I was on drilling rigs. I was a drilling engineer, drilling holes in the ground you know, in austere environments with a bunch of guys. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like the military. I'm just, you know, not being deployed. And did that for a while and then just decided, you know what? I wanted to be more on my own. I wanted to have control over my schedule. I wanted to see my family more, but I wanted to help people along the way. And so I thought about it and mortgage was what was the best option in my mind. So I got into mortgages not too long ago in 2020. So it's been a couple of years. Okay. So how, how, how does that just happen? <laughs> no one really says, I just got into mortgages. Like, did, were you doing a mortgage and you thought this might be interesting? Did you know someone? Give me that background. No, I actually literally just did that. I wouldn't um, really, I watched some YouTube <laughs> videos and well, I mean, I had friends in the space, you know, and they and had done well. And so I was like, well, if they can do it and some of my friends, I love them. But I mean, they barely like got out of high school, right? And then now they've grown on to be like very successful 20 years later. But I literally just watched some YouTube videos, signed up and took the the pre-licensing, you know, went and, and I was doing all this on the side while I was still in the corporate world, when I'm still working in oil and gas, went and got my license and then um, started just, I randomly like Googled some companies and like, hey, I'm, I'm licensed, can I work for you? And they're like, yeah, come on and talk to me. And so that's kind of how I got in the industry. Wow, that's uh, I'm gonna tell you, Jay, that's a that's a unique story right there. That's usually <laughs> it's like baby steps into it, but you just you just hopped right in. 
Yeah, I hopped right in. I, I got to give my my wife credit too because we're a single income family. She stays home with our boys and raises them. And so when I told her what I was planning on doing, she was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like you're going to go from like hundred percent base W2 salary to hundred percent commission. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, yeah, I know hope, what I'm doing. Hope, hope, hope I do, right? But she believed in me and it's uh, worked out well. Perfect, perfect. Now, when you hopped into it, what would you say, you know, because we all know right now, especially, you know, rates are up, but rates are rates. Rates are always going to be rates. But, you know, our, our wholesale rates are just killing retail right now. I mean, and there's a flux of them coming over, which I'm always going to welcome. Uh, but with that being said, you know, like what was the biggest hurdle that, that you saw, you know, or that, that you came across when you dove into this industry? It was really, it was, it was self-inflicted hurdles. It was all in my mind because I traditionally had not been in a sales career, right? And so I didn't know how I was going to be able to attract customers or was I going to come off too salesy if I went to my friends or family or whoever and tried to talk to them about the home buying experience. And so that, I just thought, I was like, that, there's no way. They're, they know me as the military guy or the oil and gas guy or whatever. There's, there's no way there that I'm even going to get my foot in the door and have that conversation. And I quickly realized that if you know your product, I mean, you got to educate yourself and know your product and then truly believe in it and go and lead with education and value, then people are going to talk to you all day. Um, and that, so that was the biggest lesson for me to learn and to be okay with putting yourself out there was the, the other thing is because we, we all don't want to fail, right? right? Nobody wants to like just completely fall flat and do once I talked to a few people and, and I've had some people, some high producers, right. Some, some like the Tom Alice's of the world that say, Hey, it's okay. Like get over yourself. You're going to, you know, not everyone's going to want to work with you, but there's going to be a lot that are and just get out there and get in front of people. Speaking of Tom, he's a great guy. Great, great <laughs> individual for our industry. I love that guy. Yes, okay. Sir. So w with that being said, like how, how did you adapt so fast to like the laws and the processes of, of our industry? Because it's much different than pretty much any industry I've ever been a part of. Well, you kind of go back to your, your experiences in life. We've all been part of something, whether it was in school or whether in a corporate job or somewhere in life where you've never been in that situation before, parenting, right? When you have a child, you're first born and you're like, we've got to figure this out. And so there's been many times in my life where I've been in charge of, you know, soldiers going into combat where I'm the leader, but they all have more experience than me where you have to figure it out. And so this was no different. I've been in the situation before where I've got to learn something that I've never done before, but I know I can do it well if I just, you know, get over myself. And so it's really the mindset It's it's learn you've got to put in the time there's no way around it you got to learn guidelines you got to learn processes but i know in my um, opinion my strong suit is working with people and managing and building teams and so i worked with a few processors i worked with a few people you know on the back end and i knew what their strong suits were i knew what my strong suits were and it didn't always work immediately but eventually you figure out each other and y'all you know you start getting on the same page and then man it's pretty amazing where if you can do one loan a month and then you take it to two and then all of a sudden you're doing five and then all of a sudden you're doing 10 plus, you were like, and really nothing's changed. 
right. Right. you're just doing the same thing over and over. You're just doing it more efficiently. Um, so that that's really what kind of got me to where I'm at right now. Yeah, you know, I, I think sometimes people, um, and you hit the nail on the head with, you know, it's a people business. It's, you know, a lot of people get stuck in their processes and stuff like that. Processes are processes, you know, and everyone's always going to have a better one. But when it's when it's true human interaction and, and being a human being, I think that's where I think that's where brokers always win. And obviously, win it that way. And don't be afraid to make it your own. Just because the top producing guy does it this way or the top producing gal does it this way doesn't mean you have to do it that way. There's a lot of like CRMs and these all these little tools that like I just don't really believe in. And some of the top guys and girls do, but that's just not me. And right. so you got to be able to make it your own, in my opinion, to, to truly excel. Don't do it just because Tom or Joe or Jane or, or whatever is doing it. Do it because it makes sense for you and your clients. Perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Now, I, I know, obviously, big, big person, you said you're good with people, and you are. Uh, but obviously, communication is, is a big thing when, when dealing with people. So what, what have you learned? What's your philosophy on communication? Let's just talk about that right there. I would rather over communicate than under communicate. And I, I can easily delete an email or a text or whatever. And just say, oh, okay, I, I'm, I already know that. But I can't, you know, I don't know what I don't know. And that was a big thing in really any industry. It was extremely crucial in the military, having great communication. And so that's something that I've applied to this business in not only giving the communication, but receiving the communication. Yeah. And there's a lot different than just listening and actively listening. Like a lot of people listen and they're just waiting for their turn to talk. So they're not really receiving the, the information and it's, and I'm guilty of it. I mean, how many times have you gone to introduce yourself and you're so worried about just introducing yourself, the person gives you their name and it's, a, it's already out of your head in two seconds. You're like, wait, what was your name? Like, I don't even remember. Right. I was just so like focused on, on doing the introduction. So that is a vital, vital part of communication. When you're going out and, you know, as LOs, we're going out and doing networking events or meeting clients or meeting realtors at happy hours. You've got to, in my mind, actively listen and follow up with them because the next time you meet them, maybe you remember something about their child or, hey, they grew up in Montana. Oh, cool. I grew up in Montana, too. Like you had this connection. And I've found that a lot of people that struggle, for one, they don't you know, really communicate well, but then two, they don't remember and they don't listen. And so that's, that's a big part of what I try to do. And, it, and it's one of those things where you've got to constantly work on it. It's like a muscle, right? You can't just do it once and expect, oh, okay, I'm, I'm a good listener. Like you have to actively work on this day in and day out. And then this applies to marriages and work environments and everything, right? Um, and then the communication with the clients and the realtors, people like, well, dude, Jay, I already know that. Like that's loan officer 101. Well, yeah, it is, but you would be surprised how many people don't do it and don't execute on it. And so just giving the simple milestones, hey, we're in underwriting, we're out of underwriting, we ordered the appraisal, the appraisal is in. You would be surprised how many realtors tell me like, I never get this, especially on the listing agent side. So that's crucial. Like I said, most people know this, but they don't actually execute on it. So whenever we make offers, you know, say I pre-approve somebody, we make an offer. I'm following up with that listing agent and I'm sending them a personal video like, you know, through Loom or BombBomb. Hey, we made an offer on, you know, my client, just so you know, I pre-approved them. I've looked at their income, their assets, blah, blah, blah. 
and especially, and I'm very, very heavy VA loans. And so this okay. was crucial, especially last year when VA loans really weren't getting looked at because the market was so hot. And so I really wanted to convey to that listing agent that I specialize in VA loans. Like I, you know, I know what I'm doing. We're going to be okay. And here's the reasons why the VA loan makes sense in this case. And you'd be surprised how many listing agents just called me like, man, for one, no one's ever done that to me, you know, made a video. And two, my sellers love that. And we feel a lot better working with you and your clients because now we can put a face to the pre-approval. And so that's I, a huge part of the communication. I absolutely love that. I am installing that literally today. Like I've, I, I do videos, obviously we do videos all the time. And yeah. if you can see my office, I got this banner, my, my broker banner over here, but I've never, I mean, I always contact the, the selling agent, you know what I mean? But never the listing agent. And you just, you just send a video basically stating, Hey, I've worked with Mr. Summers, you know, he's pre-approved, look, income assets, solid as a rock. Let's go. Yeah. All the hesitations that they're going to have when they see an offer and they get excited about, but they're like, Ooh, man, did the loan officer actually do the due diligence? Is that a strong client? Do they know what they're doing? I put that all the rest right up front. You know, you address it right in the video. You make it 60 seconds or less because the attention spans are very, very short. <laughs> and so, and I don't, I just talk a little bit about the client and how amazing they are and how they, Hey, they have great credit. They have great income. They're, you know, they're going to fly through underwriting and Oh, by the way, I have the lenders that can fly, you know, type of deal. Um, especially being a broker and then just give yourself a quick plug and then boom, be done with it. Put it in a loom or bomb bomb in the email. So it looks all pretty, you know, like the animated little gif or gif, or I don't even know how to say yeah, it. I don't even know how to say it either. <laughs> but the, you get, and then you can see, you know, they give you the metrics to see if they have actually opened it or watched it. If you just send an, an email or send a text, like you don't really know, right? You don't know if they read it and they, you know, realtors get hundreds of emails a day. Maybe they didn't even look at you. And so that's why I like the video because it just conveys your message that much better. It shows your pretty little face, right? And then you can know if they've actually opened it or not. I misspoke there. I do contact the buying agent, not the silent agent. We all have our yeah, own yeah. terminology, but no, that is absolutely, that's mind blowing. And, and literally it takes a minute, two minutes. Well, and here's something else that I just thought of too. I put everybody on there. And so I'll, a lot of times I'll put the buyers on there as well that they don't know that I'm sending it. But then when they see their loan officer sending something like that on their behalf, where we're in a very, um, let's just say we're in a competitive rate environment right now with rates being high. Like, so you, you know, do you think they're really going to shop you after that? Do you think right. after they get under contract, they're going to go shop you with two, three, four other lenders when you just help them get under contract and you send a video on their behalf, you know, it just, it just embolsters like your partnership with them. It's awesome. I'm a big, big person, you know, with just video, video communication, keep yep. it short, simple, sweet, you know, and then if people want to respond to you via email, I mean, that's fine. If they want to text you, that's fine. But I'm, I'm always, and, and I personally use BombBomb quite a bit. I, I, I love the platform. I know Loom's very good too. I know, I know some people on our team use Loom. So I just think anything is, is very, very impactful. <laughs> Nothing, right? <laughs> exactly. So when you start talking about this communication, what, what would you say? Cause I, obviously you're very, very good at it. What would you say was your biggest hurdle? Is it just it's putting hard. your face out there? Yeah. It's the video. It's the same yeah. hurdle that everyone, Oh, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound on video. I'm too busy. All these things we tell ourselves, right? Um, 
here, I don't remember who told me this way back when, but it's stuck with me. And I always tell, have to remind myself that, and it's just, it's very true. If it's important, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse, right? So if it's important, you're going to find a way to do it. And video and communicating is extremely important in our industry. And so you'll, you got to find a way to do it. You're not too busy. And, yeah. You know, you don't, you look good on camera. Guess what? People already know how you look. Like, you know, like <laughs> right. I look the same on camera as I do in person, right? I'm, you know, I'm a bald whatever guy. So just get over yourself and just make the dang video. The other thing that I learned, and then I'm, we're going to hop into something different here. And this is, I would say, my advice to everyone. I mean, I, I can't tell many videos I've done for my broker shop, you know, and my clients. Then aim, aim itself. Um, I, I'll never forget this. My little quick story is I, you know, we were trying to do a video for all of our members. And I did one and I screwed up a few times. I missed something. And then I did one that I thought was perfect. Our, our producer at the time was like, nope, use that one because that was you. That was more genuine. You know what I mean? So don't be afraid to mess up. Don't be afraid to say, I don't know what I was thinking there. And just keep going with it because they want to see your true personality. Yeah. And it makes you relatable. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're not robots, right? We're, we're husbands, we're wives, we're mothers, fathers. Like, you know, we're relatable. So I think like to your point, if, if a potential buyer sees that maybe they relate with you more so this makes you personal absolutely like if my dogs start barking here in a minute like that just that's what happens right like come on yeah exactly i love that one. Oh, sorry mike you could hear my kid i don't care i have kids too i get it yeah <laughs> and maybe that's um, a conversation they're like oh really what way what age are they you know type of deal there you go look at that all right so one thing i want to dive into is you're you're pretty big on facebook I am. Um, as far as like the groups, you know, right. And like the community type aspects of Facebook. So what would you say? I know a lot of people dive into Facebook and groups are great, you know, and I, I'm in groups, I'm in some not groups and just, you know, individual stuff, company stuff. Um, what do you see as people making the biggest mistakes? Because people want to dive into it. And when you tell people dive into it, just dive into it and you'll figure it out. But from your standpoint, what do you see the biggest mistake that people are making? Um, the same, one of the things that we just talked about is just, um, not doing it is I, I don't know how to do it. I, I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to come off whatever reason you're telling yourself in the head. Um, so that's the common mistake. Number one. And then two, the other mistake, and this is something I need to work on and get better at is like, uh, and I think there was a, I'm pretty sure there was a breakout session at fuse this past couple of weekends ago where somebody was talking about this is like, Mortgage people, like y'all are, y'all have such great messages and you have such great education and you want to educate people, but you come off like a walking billboard, like on your social media, you like for whatever reason, if you're just, you know, we were at a happy hour chatting, you're perfect. But the second that you get on video, you turn into this like robot and you just go into sales mode and that turns people off. And so that's probably one of the bigger critiques I want to say that I've seen when I, you know, on all my loan officer friends that I follow is the ones that do it really, really well are relatable and lead with education and value. And they don't mm -hmm. lead with brokers are better buy from me, you know, like, right. Consumers like what, you know, <laughs> like, I don't even know what that means. I mean, most consumers don't even know the difference. I mean, let's be honest between a broker and a retail and a bank. Like they don't even know those worlds exist. They just think we're all in this lending atmosphere and we can give you a mortgage which at the end of the day is kind of true, but they don't know there's different, you know, compartments of lending. So 
when you lead with that, a lot of people are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, you lost me. I'm on to the next video to watch dogs, right? Um, so you got to lead with something that's relatable and with value. That's awesome. Now, one of the things you said is you use groups. Explain to me how you use groups. Groups, I think, are the best. No, they probably are the best way of getting referrals if it's done in an organic like way. And so two years ago, yeah, two years ago, I started a local community group in the area that I live. And so what I wanted to do was provide a true resource for not only residents, but for, for small businesses that were struggling. This was, you know, during the COVID times, but without all the drama that comes with social media, you know, anything political, religious, any of those hot topics that are just going to end in a debate anyways, we truly try to like leave that out of it. And so if you're looking for a handyman, if you're looking for a lender, an insurance agent, anything you're looking like, I want you to come to this group and get true like referrals and, and true um, experiences out of it. And so I created that this group and it's grown and grown and grown. And now I think we're at 16,000 people in, in the group. Wow. And you guys are just all, you know, obviously taking the stuff out that I hate about social media. You're taking that stuff out and you're just, it's a community kind of working with each other. Yeah. And that's all it's about is just truly helping each other out. Whether you're a business, a resident, we've had a lot of families that have come in and be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm struggling. Um, you know, lost my job, whatever. Like, I hate to ask, but you know, I have kids. Does anybody have, you know, size 10, whatever. And you should see, you should see. So to give you an example, like there was a lady that moved down from Chicago with her four mm -hmm. children the other day. And she literally just showed up in a suitcase. Like, she's like, look, we had it. We were in a bad situation. We had to get out of there. Like, I need some help. There was 500 comments within like six hours of that post of people just pouring in, wanting to help this, this family out. And so when I saw that, I was like, man, that's what this group is about. This is truly what it's about. Like, so don't go out there and create a group and lead with mortgage if you're a mortgage person or whatever industry you're in like people are going to look at that and be like i know what you're trying to do i'm not here for that but if you lead with truly trying to help people and provide value and education naturally people are going to start gravitating towards you and from that you could get you know referrals that's that, that's powerful that's and then and that's what it's about right there that's that's awesome um how many groups would you say you're in uh i've <laughs> a lot. I mean, uh, I try to, I've narrowed it down. I would say like 60 to 70 on, on Facebook and across very, you know, some are mortgage related, some are real estate investment related, some are just military related, but the groups that I'm in are usually groups that I'm trying to take something, right? You're trying to learn some, that's a big reason why people join groups is they want to educate themselves on whatever subject that they're searching for. So yeah, about 60 or 70. That's amazing. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, we are on a, I don't want to say limited time, but we're all super busy. I know you're very, very busy. So there's a few things I want to get across. And, and one of my last ones here is mindset. I know you brought that up earlier, but in this rate market and, and you know, like I, I even did something on our Brokers Are Better Facebook group page talking about just the, you, you need to be positive during these times. You, it's, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I was around during the 0809 and that was devastating. And I'm looking at what's going on right now and yeah, it's not as easy, but there's still business out there. It's not like people 
all across the country all of a sudden lost their jobs. That's how it felt in 08, 09, not saying that it did. But with that being said and what's going on right now, what is your mindset? Like if you're if you're on stage at Fuse right now and you're talking to people and you want them to get in the right mindset, what is it? I, I think it's easy to, like you said, like look at the, the headlines and look at what's going on and be like, oh my gosh, the sky's falling. You know, and just and it, it's weird because when you start thinking that, it truly gets into you, into your mindset and into your business. So for me, what I've always do is everyone's got something that they can go back to in time to where they were truly struggling or they were in a tough situation. So for different for me, it's pretty easy since I was in the military. You know, I kind of go back to some of our days in in Iraq. You know, I was there in 06, 07, 08. Like we were just there, and that was during the thick of it. And we were, you know, so there was times where I was living in villages with no power, with no electricity. Um, it's 125 degrees out. You haven't taken a shower in weeks. I mean, you're, you're in some pretty tough times. Yeah. And so I kind of put back in. So, you know, it's easy to your point. And like, you look at the market, like, oh, rates are up and this and that. And I'm like, dude, time out. Like, I'm in a climate controlled office. You know, the refrigerator is right around the corner. My kids are here. I see my family. Like, you, you got it good. Like that you, there's, there's a lot of people out there that have a, a lot worse than you. So like quit feeling sorry for yourself, quit feeling sorry for your business and get out there and get in front of people and help them out because people are still going to buy homes. Like you said, there's still, I think what, what is the metric for next year? There's going to be $2 trillion worth of mortgages or something. I've seen Anthony yeah. Costa say, I, so shout out Anthony Costa. Uh, but I don't remember the exact number, but there's people are still going to be buying. And so what are you doing to get in front of them, to help them out, to educate them, to help them obtain their home buying goal and quit feeling sorry for the market or the rates because you've been in tougher scenarios than this before in your life. You've made it through. We're all in a pretty good scenario right now. You know, and I, I like what you said there too, Jay, just because like you used your past experiences to help you through this. You know I mean? Like if you just look at the mortgage aspect of it, yeah, it sucks. I mean, let, let's not, let's, let's not underestimate it. I mean, yeah, rates went up 5%, 4%, it doesn't matter. But at the same time, you use your life experiences to help you get through this. And, you know, that's what I want to get across to everyone. And, and with your story right there, it's like, use your experiences. We've all been through crap and we've always, for the most part, gotten through it. So use those to help you have a good mindset. Yeah. And put yourself back. We've most people that are in the mortgage industry have bought a home at some point in their life or multiple homes. So when you're working with a first time home buyer, especially in a rate environment that it is now, like put yourself back in that mindset. Hey, when I was first buying a home, what hesitations did I have? What questions did I have? And get out. And so that's what I try to do is get in front of those. And, and they may not even know that, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was part of the process. I'm glad you told me. Uh, so that that goes to the communication and education part that I really, especially the first time home buyers that um, are a big portion of my business right now, because a lot of them are, are VA buyers. So they're active duty. They're buying their first home at their first duty station. I've been there and done that. I know what's coming. And so I try to just educate them along the way. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Last topic. Then I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you go here, yeah. which is, um, and I know this is being released, you know, big shocker. we we tape these and then release them. You know, I don't think we're shocking anyone here, but this is post fuse. Okay. Um, yeah. I saw you at fuse, uh, did not really get a chance to have an in-depth conversation with you, but tell me your thoughts on fuse. Amazing. 
like absolutely that was and so that was my first one because okay. uh i had just joined the broker community right about the time fuse was going on last year and i didn't so i didn't even really even know about it and i didn't make it and and i've been to different conferences before in different industries and for me it's always been about yes there's great ideas on the big speakers and i did take away some things but the biggest thing is the in between right the the parties at night or the happy hours or the conversations that you're going to have when you meet people, mm -hmm. those are invaluable. Like you yep. can't watch a, you know, sometimes they put a conference on like a zoom and you can just do it digitally. Like you're, you're missing in my mind, the biggest reasons why to go is all those conversations that you're having on the side. And so, I mean, there's absolutely, if you're truly trying to grow your business and take it to the next level, you'd be crazy not to go to fuse. You'd be crazy not to spend whatever it costs to spend it, you know, to get the airfare and the hotel and everything, because there's already ideas that I've implemented between the main topics on stage and the sidebar conversations that have re um, resulted. I already have like two people that have done pre-approvals for, for stuff that I did that I took away from Fuse. And so if it's just like a, a purely a numbers game, you'd be crazy not to go. I love that. I love that. You know, and I, I'm going to echo you on this one here. You know, I, whenever I talk about our events and fuse, whether I'm at success track, whether I'm at, you know, a bigger broker shop, whatever the case may be speaking, I always say, yes, our events are great. We're always going to give you two or three, if hopefully way more takeaways. But the main thing is that collaboration that you get to do with our community. And I'm a big believer in that. 100% because you're going to make friends at those events that are going to carry on through life and maybe they carry on outside of the mortgage industry and everything. I met a guy there that I didn't even know him before. And it turns out he lives 20 minutes down the road. And so we met up last <laughs> week, we went and met and had coffee and now we're like doing our, you know, we get both have kids and all types of stuff. So it, I absolutely love uh, events like that. And that was one of the top, not one of the best conferences that I've ever been to. Awesome. Appreciate that. And that's a shout out to our AIM team. They, they, they knocked it out of the park. So Jay, listen, taking up way too much of your time, but it, it was really invaluable. One thing I didn't get to thank you for is your service as well. Okay, that, that means a lot. Um, but with that being said, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing. And I'm telling everyone out there listening, if you have any questions for Jay on how he does, trust me, we're an open arms community. You know what I mean? Just email him. Facebook, I'm actually probably Facebook you because you're on that quite a bit, but Jay, I just want to thank you for your time. Hey, thanks, Mark. No problem. And brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, subscribe to it, leave a review, rate it. It helps us get the word out there that brokers are better. Once again, Jay, you're one of them. I appreciate your time today. Thank you, sir. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.